You ever watch this guy on television? You all were not telling the truth, and you should not be trusted. Congressman Matt Gates, thank you for what you yeah. did for your country tonight. Be offended with the Democratic whip, not House Republicans. Like a machine, Matt Gates. Welcome to Hot Takes. I'm Congressman Matt Gates. Let's talk about the news. Vote counting still happening, and it appears both candidates still have a path to victory. Right now, it looks like the president is closing the gap in Arizona. Each ballot drop resulting in a reduction in the Biden lead in that state. Now it's down to about 60,000 votes with more than 400,000 votes left to be cast. And in the last two tranches, the president has done what he's needed to do, getting 57 to 59 percent of that vote. In the state of Georgia, we see that the number of ballots remaining to be counted doesn't appear to be sufficient to allow Joe Biden to take a lead. It's it's going to be very close in both Arizona and Georgia, maybe five, 10,000 votes either way could decide it. And Lord knows what's going on in Pennsylvania. There, it looks like they are continuing to have a large number of ballots left to be counted. The president won the election day vote overwhelmingly. You'll remember from prior episodes of the podcast, this is exactly what I said would happen. No one really believed that Donald Trump wouldn't win the election day vote. He did overwhelmingly. And then there is now this period of uncertainty from the Tuesday election until now on Thursday, where we really have uh, a media narrative that is controlling more than maybe the votes themselves. AP and Fox News calling Arizona obviously prematurely. It's obviously premature just based on the ballots we see coming in. And what I thought was particularly noteworthy was yesterday, Brett Baer was pressing someone from the Fox decision desk about these outstanding votes left to be counted in Arizona. And the Fox decision desk said, well, we're not worried about those because Donald Trump's only going to get about 45% of that vote. The reality is he's getting a lot more of that vote, particularly in the early tranches. Now, I've seen some reporting from Arizona sources saying that as more and more of those ballots are counted, there are going to be more people in those pools that do not have major party affiliation. So they've been pretty Republican to date, but there are several uh, of those batches of ballots that have a large number of no major party voters. Now, I don't think that necessarily means they're not voting for Donald Trump. Remember, this is Arizona. I think a lot of those voters are a bit older, a bit whiter. They've moved from other parts of the country to Arizona for climate and tax reasons, for low cost of living. And those might be just the type of voters uh, who would break at the end toward President Trump. So I'm not saying he won Arizona. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm saying that the call was way too early. And more importantly, the assumptions baked into that call regarding the percentage of the outstanding vote just was wrong. It just wasn't accurate. And there hasn't been a reckoning for that for Fox News yet. I don't think it's a good sign for Fox News to have people draped in Trump flags chanting Fox News sucks. I think that erodes the confidence that exists between this, the major news network in our country, uh, and the people who turn to that channel for news and commentary. It does appear to be a strained relationship at the moment. I also want to make mention of the decision to count these mail-in ballots after the election. And I know in different places, different, you know, the legislature might have made that call or a a governor or a state elections official might have made that call. Here's how we do it in Florida. First, we count all the ballots that were in before election day. And in fact, that count happens before election day. And then 
on election day, you find out the election day vote. And that's why we were able to get a result out of the state of Florida in a pretty timely and orderly fashion. The reason we do that is because you're always able to ascertain the universe of total ballots. You see, when you do election day first, and then you spend days or weeks or however long counting the mail-in ballot, it becomes harder to ascertain, well, how many ballots really are there out there? And the concern is you don't want a situation where people just want to obtain the requisite number of ballots necessary to flip an election in the event of fraud. I'm not saying that's the case, but I am a bit confused when I see reporting that 28,000 ballots in Philadelphia County, Pennsylvania were on a pallet and all of them were for Joe Biden. Literally 100% of them, not one out of the 28,000 in this particular pool went for Donald Trump. Or similar reports in Michigan, where there was a pallet of over 120,000 ballots, all of them for Joe Biden. It almost makes you wonder whether or not that's the consequence of actual humans voting their ballots, or whether that's a consequence of some machine that harvested ballots without the person's actual vote being manifested through that ballot. So again, I, I not saying that this is explicit evidence of fraud. I'm saying it, it's very fishy and you can cure that. You can bring greater confidence to the process if you get those legitimately cast mail-in ballots counted before the election. That's what we do in Florida. It might be a better model for the nation than what we're going through now. In the House of Representatives right now, Nancy Pelosi is dealing with quite the consternation among her membership. House Democrats believe that they would actually grow their majority in this election, believing the pollsters and pundits who were all projecting this Biden blowout, this blue wave 2.0. The reality is that did not come to fruition. Many of the polling entities now have a good amount of egg on their face. And also the number of Democrats is shrinking in the House of Representatives, not growing. Republicans maybe picking up seven seats. I know there's still some sorting out of some ballots out in California where there's still some competitive seats, but certainly the Republican majority growing, growing through the addition of additional conservative women, veterans, minorities, and there will be some in the Democratic caucus who say this is a consequence of going too far left. There will be some who say that it's the consequence of not going left enough, and they'll have that little battle. Here's my hot take. Elections are about the quality of the candidates. And I'll give Pelosi and the Democrats credit. In 2018, they recruited an excellent slate of candidates and beat a lot of Republicans. Uh, but I think in this particular election, our candidates were better. We had uh, folks from really a wide array of professional and personal experiences, and we brought it to them. In Florida, we flipped two seats down in Miami-Dade County. There, no doubt, the Democrat embrace of socialism uh, really cut against them in Miami-Dade County, not just for Cuban-Americans, but for Venezuelan-Americans, El Salvadorian-Americans, uh, Nicaraguans. You know, A lot of South America has been decimated by socialism and far-left-wing politics, and so for the Democrats to embrace that, it really drove away a lot of Hispanics. Uh, that might have been unique to Florida. I don't know that they lost Hispanic support to the same degree in Arizona. But I guess when you look at Texas, 
you know, there, uh, there were a lot of Hispanics that came the president's way. So maybe not constrained to Florida. And, and ultimately, we'll see how the final result shakes out in Arizona. I do know one thing. There is an Arizona Scottsdale area seat currently held by Congressman David Schweikert on election night that appeared to show Schweikert behind. But now that we've had these additional votes coming in from Arizona, uh, he's retaken the lead. So it may be an even better day for Republicans in the final tabulation uh, when we look at our control over portions of the membership. And if Nancy Pelosi is nursing you know, a majority that's in the single digits, low, low, double digits, that becomes a governance problem for her. It may become a problem for her election as speaker. They may have to have a different candidate that's that's less divisive even within their own caucus. But I've, I've learned this after four years in Washington. I don't bet against Nancy Pelosi because she is a ruthless political operative, highly, highly effective at managing uh, her fellow Democrats, and she rules them with an iron fist. So we'll see if she's able to maintain power, but they were not able to maintain the same number of congressional seats. The Hill's Justine Coleman has a story that we all may need right now. French bulldog Wilbur Beast wins mayoral race in Kentucky. And the photo they have, we'll tweet it out, shows the French bulldog in quite the mayoral pose. Uh, The French bulldog prevailed over a rescue pit bull. He got 13,143 votes. A total of 22,985 votes were cast in Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. In Rabbit Hash, they've had dogs as mayors since the 90s. They serve as ambassadors for the town. And each vote apparently comes with a dollar toward the animal politician of their choice, I guess. And so the uh, runner-up and third-place winner were Beagle Jack Rabbit and Golden Retriever Poppy. They will serve as ambassadors for Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. A spokesperson for the mayor-elect, Wilbur Beast, uh, was his human, Amy Nolad. She thanked supporters for the win. Congratulations to the new mayor. Six counties in Virginia vote to keep Confederate monuments. The story comes to us from JustTheNews.com's Sophie Mann. And in these six rural Virginia counties, there were non-binding resolutions and You often saw approval rating for the monuments exceeding 70%. In 2020, a Virginia House bill removed language from state law that made it illegal for local authorities to disturb or interfere with monuments and memorials. The past ballot measures require local authorities to present residents with 30-day notice for public hearings in which officials vote on removing monuments. But it is interesting to see that in the circumstances where this question was put before the voters, there wasn't really this desire to virtue signal or erase history. And it's long been my view that we shouldn't be tearing down our monuments or our history, even in the case of Confederate monuments. If anything, we should add to them, provide richer context, deeper understanding of the social circumstances and events of the moments, and recognize that as tragic and awful as the Civil War was, We have come back from it. We have stitched this great nation back together, and we are moving forward with a great sense of determination and prosperity. Foxy Noxy 
getting into it with Piers Morgan on social media. Folks may remember Amanda Knox, the American student who went to study abroad in Italy. Her roommate, Meredith Kircher, was brutally murdered uh, in the residence that they shared. Amanda Knox was not at the residence. She was off with her boyfriend, Raffaele Selecito, at the time. The Italian authorities arrest Amanda Knox, try her for murder, convict her. She is then released based on an appeal that showed that the forensic evidence was not well maintained. She returns to the United States. They then overturn that appeal, but of course she does not return to Italy. Uh, I studied the facts pretty closely as this was going on. My belief was that Amanda Knox uh, was not guilty of this crime, that in fact Rudy Gaudet, uh, who was fleeing, was apprehended, was directly linked to the crime scene, was in fact the perpetrator of this. And Amanda Knox tweets out during this election period of uncertainty, uh, no matter how bad the next four years may be, it will not be worse than my four-year study abroad in Italy. Again, a good amount of that she spent behind bars. Piers Morgan lashes out back at Amanda Knox saying that she should not utilize humor, that there was tragedy here associated with this uh, young woman who was murdered. Amanda Knox then says that she is not in any way uh, utilizing humor in relation to the trauma others felt, but she feels entitled to joke about uh, her own incarceration uh, and to deal with her trauma in that way. Here's my hot take. If another country falsely imprisons you for a crime you didn't commit, a vicious high-profile crime like the murder of your roommate, I think you get to joke about it afterwards, and I don't think Piers Morgan gets to really say anything about it. So here's to Foxy Noxy. I'm glad she's back in the United States. Terrible, tragic outcome, but it certainly goes to show us how lucky we are to live in a country like the United States of America with due process, with protections for the accused. And uh, we'll see if Amanda Knox continues to offer political commentary going forward. Bros before, well, you know how the saying goes. And apparently Lil Wayne does too. Lil Wayne sticking with President Trump over his relationship. Page Six reporting that Lil Wayne's model girlfriend, Denise Bedott, has left him. As a consequence of his support for President Trump, the 38-year-old took to Twitter to talk about the breakup. He said, I live the way I love and love the way I live. I'm a lover, not a lighter, because they burn out. I am an eternal flame of fire and burning love, either leave with a tan or a third-degree burn, or stay and die in love. Sincerely, the fireman, Lil Wayne, choosing to stick to his politics more than maybe this particular romance. We wish him luck, and we wish the young lady luck who, I guess, has to find a better Woketopian match. Thanks for listening to Hot Takes. I'm Congressman Matt Gates. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you're updated with each of our daily episodes and it really helps us get our message out and share our content with more people. If you'll take just a moment and give us a five-star rating on iTunes or a comment or review on any of the listening platforms you choose. We hope you're back with us tomorrow. We'll be here with more hot takes. <laughs>